0: Hi, this is Pastor Louisa from the Rock Community Church. Thanks for joining us today in our Bible reading plan. Our hope and prayer is that you discover more of who Jesus is. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you find yourself. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. My name's Dylan, and today we're going to be reading through Acts 26. If you didn't catch our last episode, Paul was appealing to Caesar. He was before Festus and King Agrippa asking to be sent before the Roman emperor to be heard on the accusations against him. When the chapter left off, he was just about to speak before King Agrippa. So let's get into it. King Agrippa said to Paul, you may now state your case. Paul motioned with his hand for silence, then began his defense. King Agrippa, I consider myself highly favored to stand before you today and answer the charges made against me by the Jews. Because you, more than anyone else, are very familiar with the customs and controversies among the Jewish people. I now ask for your patience as I state my case. All the Jews know how I have been raised as a young man, living among my own people from the beginning and in Jerusalem. If my accusers are willing to testify, they must admit that they've known me all along as a Pharisee, a member of the most strict and orthodox sect within Judaism. And now, here I am on trial because I believe in the hope of God's promises made to our ancestors. This is the promise the 12 tribes of our people hope to see fulfilled as they sincerely strive to serve God with prayers night and day. So, Your Highness, it is because of this hope that the Jews are accusing me. And how should you judge this matter? Why is it that any of you think it unbelievable that God raises the dead? I used to think that I should do all that was in my power to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that's exactly what I did in Jerusalem. For I not only imprisoned many of the holy believers by the authority of the chief priests, I also cast my vote against them, sentencing them to death. I punished them often in every Jewish meeting hall and attempted to force them to blaspheme. I boiled with rage against them, hunting them down in distant foreign cities to persecute them. For that purpose, I went to Damascus with the authority granted to me by the chief priests. While traveling on the road at noon, your highness, I saw a light brighter than the sun flashing from heaven all around me and those who were with me. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice speaking to me in Aramaic, saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You are only hurting yourself when you resist your calling. I asked, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Get up and stand to your feet, for I have appeared to you to reveal your destiny. And to commission you as my assistant. You will be a witness to what you have seen and to the things I will reveal when I appear to you. I will rescue you from the persecution of your own people and from the hostility of the other nations that I will send you to. And you will open their eyes to the true condition so that they may turn from darkness to the light and from the power of Satan to the power of God. By placing their faith in me, they will receive the total forgiveness of sins and be made holy taking hold of the inheritance that I give to my children. You see, King Agrippa, I have not been disobedient to what was revealed to me from heaven, for it was in Damascus that I first declared the truth. And then I went to Jerusalem and throughout our nation and even to other nations, telling people everywhere that they must repent and turn to God and demonstrate it with a changed life. That's why the Jews seized me when I was in the temple and tried to murder me. But in spite of all this, I have experienced the supernatural help of God up to this very moment. So I'm standing here saying the same thing that I've shared with everyone from the least to the greatest. For I teach nothing but what Moses and the prophets have said was destined to happen, that our Messiah had to suffer and die and be the first to rise from the dead, to release the bright light of truth, both to our people and to the non-Jewish nations. Festus interrupted Paul's defense, blurting out, you're out of your mind. All this great learning of yours is driving you crazy. Paul replied, No, Your Excellency Festus, I am not crazy. I speak the words of truth and reason. King Agrippa, I know I can speak frankly and freely with you. For you understand these matters well, and none of these things have escaped your notice. After all, it's not like it was a secret. Don't you believe the prophets, King Agrippa? I know that you do. Agrippa responded, In such a short time, you are nearly persuading me to become a Christian. Paul replied, I pray to God that both you and those here listening to me would one day become the same as I am, except, of course, without these chains. The king, the governor, Benice, and all the others got up. As they were leaving the chamber, they commented to one another, this man has done nothing that deserves death or even imprisonment. King Agrippa said to Festus, if he hadn't appealed to Caesar, he could have been released. Well, and that concludes Acts chapter 26. And wow, what an amazing chapter as Paul shares not only his story, but the story of the Israelites and the Jewish people at that time, God's chosen people, and what Jesus dying on the cross meant for them and what it means for us. I particularly love that part where Paul recounted what Jesus said to him all that time ago in that vision when Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? You are only hurting yourself when you resist your calling. Then he says later that we have to take hold of the inheritance that Jesus gives to his children. I love that. He goes on to share, and, you know, as we just heard, this amazing testimony of what God has done in his life, and we hear that he knows his calling. It is to share about the great things that God has done in his life. And we see that regardless of the situation, you know, being on trial and about to go before Caesar, he takes a hold of that. To the point that Agrippa himself says, mate, you're nearly persuading me to become a Christian. That's the power of his testimony here. And I like how Paul reminds us that that's a challenge for each of us. I encourage you, if you, you know, don't have a relationship with Jesus, you're not yet pursuing that. There's some real gold in this chapter for you. You know, it says that by placing faith in Jesus, you will receive the total forgiveness of sins and be made holy. Taking hold of the inheritance that I give to my children. That's available. But for those of you who maybe are like me and you follow God and you try to do so daily, there's a reminder here that just like Paul, we regularly have opportunities to share our story with others. We get to share about the things God has done in our life. Often we can be wondering like, what is my calling? What am I meant to be doing? But here we see that we have all been called to share about the great things that God has done in our life. So I hope that encourages you as you go about your day, your evening, whatever you're doing, be encouraged to love those around you and share the truth of what God has done in your life. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for what you have done and what you're doing in our lives. Thank you that because of the sacrifice of your son, we can receive the total forgiveness of sins and be made holy. And Lord, help remind us of what it's all about, that every day we have an opportunity, just like Paul, to seize an opportunity and share about the great things that you have done for us. Amen. Thanks for joining us today in our Bible reading plan. Don't miss future episodes. Click follow to subscribe and share with a friend. Have a great day.